welcome to Cody Cast. This is Cody Allen's podcast. Here we go. ACM's getting set for the show on Wednesday night. It happens from Nashville for the first time ever. Three iconic locations. This podcast will be all about the things that we know about the show and then things we're going to speculate on, like who's going to win, just pure opinion. And by the way, chime in with us. We want to know what you think as well as we bring some of our favorite moments to you in this podcast as well. So let's roll. Here at the Cody Cast. I'm Cody Allen at Cody Allen all over social media. We've got Lauren Snap. Are you there? I'm here. It's at Lauren Snap. Lauren with a Y. Snap to the double B on all the socials. And finally, producer Kurt. Oh, sorry. I was just writing down that uh, that extremely long address. Oh, to, to <laughs> y with the double P. I, I know. Do I follow you? It's complicated. <laughs> anyway, you are at follow Kurt if people want to uh, follow you. Which you do, Actually, Kurt doesn't want people to follow him. That is the secret. You really want to remain a private person, and yet you've been yanked into social media unwillingly. <laughs> Am I well, right? I have nothing interesting to share, especially now when we're not traveling or doing things. There's no great behind-the-scenes pictures of Cody because all the behind-the-scenes pictures are at like, your house. Yeah, me and like this guest room here doing the little show. <laughs> Which, by the way, it is just as pathetic as it sounds. I'm literally in a corner of the room. I know, Lauren, yours looks pretty good because you're in a space in your house that's like a karaoke room with lots of cool lights, right? Yeah, I'm a dive bar diva, so I immediately, once we figured out we were hunkering down for the long haul, I was like, all right, I'm putting up Christmas lights, I'm going to paint the wall purple, I'm going to put in like this whole entire sound system, we are still getting down in the honky-tonk over here. And Kurt is in the basement of a, a small prison in Spring Hill, Tennessee, <laughs> which is, I'm so glad they let you out of the cell for a little while to... To do the show, so appreciate that. Wow. Uh, no, you you are also in a guest room of your house. Is that right? Yep, and uh, converted to a little a little home studio here wow. where we can do our thing. It's actually a card table and like a folding chair, and that's, that's pretty right. much it's it. Actually, <laughs> in the garage, <laughs> the laptop. Anyway, I am ready for the ACMs this year, happening on Wednesday night. So it's obviously different this year, and I'm excited about the difference because. I can actually just watch the show like the fan that I am instead of working. What are was, you wearing? Pajamas, yeah. Because this is like the first show you can, I can actually enjoy from <laughs> my living room. Right. So are you going to live tweet the entire show? Here's the deal. Usually at these shows, I'm like a madman. I'm, <laughs> I am backstage. I'm running around. I'm usually sweaty and gross because we've been outside on the red carpet before. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, at that point, I'm not, I'm not a guy who loves to dress up. So by the time the red carpet's over, I'm like, when do I get to take the suit off and like <laughs> take a shower? And so um, that's fair. Needless to say, I'm looking forward to this year, just enjoying it from home. Cody with it's a silver lining. <laughs> In these pandemic times, I've got the silver lining. Well, I've got all the costume changes ready for oh, this show. So dress up this year. It's like adult prom. I love award shows so much, and I am dressing up with costume changes. So I fully pre am prepared to go from like my little black dress to a sparkly gown Ooh. to something with a feather boa. You're kidding, aren't you? You're not really doing that. Do I sound like I'm joking? I can't imagine that you would have costume changes by yourself at home on the couch watching this show. Like, why go through all that? I'm, I'm wearing a gown right now. I dress up every single day for work. What are you talking about? I'm the ginger of Gilligan's Island in real life. You're wearing a nightgown right now, though. That's the difference. It's a, <laughs> it's a... Way to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, which actually, I mean, it scares me to think about wearing real clothes. 
like ever again. Oh, I, I love real clothes. Like when pantyhose went out of style, I was really upset with everybody because everyone's like, oh, I don't have to wear pantyhose anymore. But I love pantyhose. I love to feel yeah. like I am being taken care of and I'm pulled in. You know what I mean? What's frightening is uh, producer Kurt, that's all he's wearing right now is pantyhose. So it's, <laughs> oh, that's not true. Mm. I'm a girl with thick neck and thin ankles. I want those pantyhose on. <laughs> I at least have the cargo shorts on. Okay. Okay, good. Thank all you. All right. And that's it, ladies. Just the dad cargo shorts. <laughs> um let's get to it here first category entertainer of the year we're going to run through these and give you our predictions luke bryan who will win do you think luke eric church luke combs thomas red and carrie underwood mm. it's tough right yeah luke combs i think it's going to win probably male vocalist or male artist of the year they call it now not vocalist but artist uh i you know he won i believe last year so he'll come back i think and win that again uh, so that's why I don't think he'll win Entertainer of the Year, although he could because he's just like red hot. He's like a country music locomotive coming through. You cannot <laughs> get in the way of it. It's going to have another number one. It's going to have many, many more number ones. And that voice is so powerful. So I think he's my number two. If Carrie doesn't win, and I think she will, it's Luke Combs. I think that Luke Combs is like the linebacker of lyrics. Do you know what I mean? Like he's mm -hmm. just writing great songs. He's had such a great year. I'm pulling for Carrie, my girl. Yeah, I feel like because everyone thought she'd got really gypped. Is that the word? For CMAs last year? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of backlash when Garth won. And that's one of the reasons he pulled himself out of the CMA nominees this year. Um, and of course, not nominated in this category for Entertainer of the Year for the ACMs. Um, so I feel like just people want to give it to Carrie. So mm -hmm. maybe because of the voting happening after that CMA incident, right? That perhaps people want to, you know, sympathize, empathize, whatever, and give her the award, although well deserved. And that's why I think there was a backlash because people thought, man, I've been to that Carrie Underwood show. She is an entertainer Amazing. of the year. Amazing. So I think, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it might be, I think it's a very good chance it's going to be Carrie. So, Cody, if Carrie takes Entertainer of the Year, who do you think is going to be the female artist of the year? We've got Kelsey, Miranda, Marin, Casey, Carrie again. Who do you think? I think Miranda's the favorite. I think Carrie could win. Mm -hmm. I think Marin's had an amazing year. Casey Musgrave's always kind of a little bit of a, uh, again, a wild card. She seems to win it yes. when you don't expect it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I think Kelsey is so good and, again, had a great year. By the way, we should point out, this whole award show was supposed to happen in April. So the people who voted for this show we're going to see on Wednesday actually voted in, like, January and February for who they thought sh should win. So, obviously, a lot of things have happened since then. And so whatever you think of whatever artist or what songs they put out, it doesn't really matter. It's really about what they did in 2019, if you will. Right. Um, so th all that said, I still think it'll probably be Miranda, even though she didn't have the number one bluebird till after people voted. I, she had the album. She had a great tour last year. I don't know. I, I think she probably wins it. I think maybe Mira Morris, uh, she just had such a great, if you're looking at, you know, mostly 2019, she had a great year with the girl album, the girl, the world tour. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to go with Marin on that one. Mm. Looking to duo of the year, Brooks and Dunn, back in the category. Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Florida Georgia Line, and Maddie and Tay, who recently Ugh. scored another number one, their second. Um, so who wins there? I think 
this is maybe the toughest category of them all. Thousand percent. Because mm-hmm. they're all so different. Like, does Brooks and Dunn win because it was sort of a comeback year? Or does Brothers Osborne, who were, you know, incredible musicians, um, Dan and Shay, again, when you talk about like crossover success with so many um, moments over the past couple years from a 10,000 Hours with Justin Bieber to Tequila still being a song right now that people want to hear um, and such a smash in all formats. And then Florida Georgia Line, again, perennial sort of favorite as well because they've won it so many times. Mm-hmm. And again, they've had a great year. And then Maddie and Tay really representing the females in the category. Um, so who wins? For all the reasons you just said, I think Dan and Shay will win. But... How deserving is Maddie and Tay of that nomination? Yes. I mean, they work so hard. They never stop. Yes. No matter what happens to them, uh, what curveballs are thrown at them, as far as like the music business and things like that, they just keep going, and they totally deserve the nomination. I don't think it's their year to win, though. I think it'll be Dan and Shay. I think Group of the Year, though, is a really strong contender, too. This is going to be a tough category. We've got Lady Annabellum, Little Big Town, Midland, Old Dominion, The High Women. What? Is it true that there's a woman in every category for the ACMs this year? Yes. Isn't that awesome? Every category that uh, women are eligible for. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. All yeah. the main Obviously. categories. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I love to see the high women in there. I, mm-hmm. th- I don't think they win. I don't think so. I think maybe Old Dominion again. I'm going to go with Little Big Town. Their show was phenomenal. Yeah. And I just love, I love them so much. I think the high women have a great chance, actually, of, really? of winning this one because they're such a like come out of nowhere, brand new act. But then their album did so well; it it hit number one. They had that song "Redesigning Women." Yeah, um, it, you actually heard a lot about them throughout the year, and I think that's a lot to accomplish for you know, even though it's a lot of stars in one group there, including Mara Morris. I think that uh, there's a lot to say for like kind of mm. coming out with all of that and being successful right off the top. So different too, you know? So the new artists have already been chosen and announced. Keith Urban surprised both Tennille Towns and Riley Green on a Zoom call and gave them the news. So we won't waste time with that. That's already been decided. Let's move on to um, Album of the Year. So much good music has come out and it's just so hard. This is tough. Mm -hmm. Center Point Road, Thomas Rhett, a nominee as well as Girl. Marin Morris, Heartache Medication, John Party, What You See Is What You Get, Luke Combs, and then Wild Card from Miranda Lambert. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it come down to Luke and Miranda on this? I love I, Marin. I, I just, I think Luke is so hot. Miranda's like, it just seems to win this. Yeah. You know, it seems to win there and also female artist of the year so often. Like, I don't know. I, I think maybe Luke wins. What do you think? I'm definitely pulling for Luke. I probably have streamed his album 9,000 hours every month, month over month over month. It just never gets old to me. It's mm-hmm. so good. I wouldn't count John Party out on this one. The Heartache Medication is an awesome album, and mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of artists, a lot of his fellow artists, mm-hmm. talk about how great that album is um, and how much they love it. So maybe John Party, throw his hat in the ring too. We might as well point out also that some of these votes for an award come in blocks from record companies. So sometimes in these categories, you might have a record company that has several nominees, a couple from the same record label. Therefore, maybe the block of votes gets divided up. 
I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, this is my guess, by the way, it's just my opinion. So you look at a category like this, album of the year, and you go, oh, wait, Thomas Rhett's the only one in the category exclusively for one record label. Therefore, maybe all the votes get divided up from the other four, and then Thomas gets the one record label block vote and wins. So maybe Thomas even. I mean, it really is It's, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Did that explanation, jumbled-up explanation I just gave, <laughs> many, make any sense? Well, I did come from a record label, and I can absolutely guarantee you that you're correct. <laughs> oh, oh, so they do do that. I mean, again, I'm just I guessing. mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> theories. Just my theories. I think that category is going to be, for me, that's the toughest one. Okay, let's move on. Single of the year. Of course, this goes to the artist. There's also song of the year, which goes to the song writer. Um, God's Country, One Man Band, Rainbow, Rumor. Lee Bryce, yeah. And Lady, uh, Lady A, What If I mm-hmm. Never Get Over You. So I kind of like the idea of Lee Bryce winning it because I like Lee and I like... Yeah. But then I think Blake Shelton probably wins because of God's Country being such a big, big, big hit. See, I'm pulling for one-man band. It mm-hmm. literally tugs Great my song. heartstrings and I that's who I'm going to pull for, Old D. Let's, let's see. I'm going to pull for Old Dominion too, but I think uh, God's Country has it. Song of the Year, God's Country also in there. Beginning, it goes to the songwriter, uh, 10,000 Hours, also Danny mm-hmm. Shea, Justin Bieber. You got Girl Going Nowhere, that's Ashley McBride. One Man Band, Old Dominion shows back up there. And some of it from Eric Church. I feel like Ashley McBride. I do too, Cody. Yes. Same here, yeah. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. It's so well written. God's Country again, maybe. I think I'm probably really biased because I got to see Ashley perform this at the Opry for the very first time, and we were all just weeping. It was just, it was Kleenexes mm-hmm. out, sobbing. It was mm-hmm. em- just emotional. And while we're on the subject of performances, uh, let's go through some of these. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani are going to do Happy Anywhere together. I did hear about Carrie Underwood uh, performing a classic country medley. Sort of like a vegetable medley you get in the frozen section at the local <laughs> supermarket. <laughs> It's got you know it's got some corn, some carrots in there, maybe some green beans, just all kind of strung together. It's gonna be it's like succotash. Like yeah, it's gonna it's be like, like succotash. A, a carry succotash <laughs> of songs. They're from the Grand Ole Opry. And by the mm-hmm. way, I mentioned earlier it was three iconic venues. So the Grand Ole Opry is one of those. And then you have the Ryman Auditorium, which is uh, about twenty minutes from the Opry. The Ryman, of course, in downtown Nashville. The Opry's not. Um, and then the Bluebird Cafe, also about twenty minutes away from downtown Nashville. That's great singer-songwriter venue for so long, and that'll be um, also one of the venues. And by the way, um, they're taping this, some of this, way ahead of time. I, I know I drove by the Bluebird a couple days ago, and there were huge cameras outside and lots of big lighting, so I could tell they were already taping some of what you're going to see on Wednesday. You know, I'm really excited to see what they do with the Bluebird, because it's shocking how small that yeah, venue actually is. But it always looks so big when you see it on TV. If you ever see it on a reality show or a TV show or any of that, it looks massive. But it's really, it's really cozy. Uh, Dan and Shay are going to perform I Should Probably Go to Bed, which I think is going to be one of the big performances of the night, don't you think? Shay's vocals. Shay is so wildly talented. Yes. And that one note that he hits right in the middle of the song where I'm like, I don't know if he can even pull it off live. Because when I hear the song, I think... Did you not think when you recorded this, like, eventually I'm going to have to sing it live, and how will I do that? But then again, Shay can do it, because mm-hmm. he is that talented. And um, 
And probably drinking a lot of throat coat right now. He's probably just gearing up. He's like drinking throat coat tea, drinking mm -hmm. a little with a little bit of honey. Yep, he's gonna he's gonna nail it. I'm I ready to see go this. To bed. <laughs> uh, Eric Church is gonna perform "Stick That" in your country song. <laughs> Florida Georgia Line also. Uh, I love my country in there. I'm really excited to see Jimmy Allen play Make Me Want To. He puts on such a great live show. I can't wait to see what he does with the ACMs. Hi, Teddy. Teddy's here. There he is, making his debut. Apparently Teddy's also, a Jimmy Allen fan. He's a Jimmy Allen fan. <laughs> Gabby Barrett, who's had a phenomenal year. Mm -hmm. She'll perform I Hope from the Ryman Auditorium, which I think will be great. Kelsey Ballerini performs from the Ryman. Let's see, Luke Bryan. Oh, one margarita. Woohoo! That'll be a fun point of the show. Marin Morris will do... Uh, the Ryman and to Helen back. Luke Combs, he's going to do the Bluebird Cafe and he'll perform better together there. Can we tell all this? <laughs> I'm just looking at this like. Yeah, this is all out. Okay, this, this is, is all official. Yes, yes. We just compiled it and made okay. it easy and digestible for our listeners. We're okay. doing God's work here. <laughs> uh, Mickey Guyton, which I know, Kurt, you had mentioned, you think this might be a standout moment of the night that no one really expects to see coming and yet. It will really be moving because of the song lyric, What Are You Gonna Tell Her? Yeah, I saw her perform this at the Ryman Auditorium, which will be kind of like the similar a similar kind of experience as she performs it from the Opry stage. That's going to be amazing. People are going to be talking about it. She has a great voice. Mm -hmm. I think it could be the one that you maybe are not thinking about that you'll mm -hmm. watch and be talking about. I'm glad to see Tim McGraw on the lineup. Tim's going to perform... Trisha Yearwood will do the In Memoriam Tribute. Thomas Rhett will perform with John Party. Beer Can't Fix from uh, the Ryman as well. So anyway, it's, and then we're mentioning a, a few of the bigger ones, but there's, a, of course, a ton more on Wednesday night's show. It starts at 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 Eastern, 8 Eastern and Pacific on CBS on Wednesday night. Okay, anything else we want to mention here? Favorite moments of ACM past. It's usually in Vegas. Let's point that out. So a lot of it, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas has that effect on you, right? It's the air. It's a hotel air. <laughs> mm, yes, piping in that yeah. extra oxygen. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not really big into gambling, so that's never been part of the scene in Vegas for me. But Tito's, there's but a lot Tito. of Tito's. Mm -hmm. Tito's is and, part of the scene. And it is cool to go down at like any hour of the night. It could be 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. You go down to the casino level and you see like Charles a Kelly prostitute. and Luke Bryan. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Kelly. I'm sorry. Playing like poker Charles Kelly or and, yes, you know. that is cool. Yeah, that is my cool. personal favorite is when you see like an like a grandparent playing with you know somebody that's of younger age and you just assume that they you know this is their thing, this is their bonding time, uh. and they're just like gambling their bonding time. It's it's cute. It's cute. I don't know. I think maybe my, f I mean, I have a lot of favorite moments um, because, you know, you get to do the red carpet, as I mentioned earlier, and you get to interview the stars and that's all awesome. And that's like an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. But I do think the moments that happen that aren't caught on camera that you just personally remember mm -hmm. are often the ones that you walk away with that mean the most. And for me, that that was the case, I think maybe early, early in my days at CMT where I was going out there to do, you know, uh, pre-show and during the show and the red carpet and stuff i uh i remember and by the way this show is done by dick clark productions i remember coming up the escalator right there at the mgm grand right where the pool is everybody knows where the pool is mm -hmm. that gigantic escalator 
And as I got to the top, I saw Dick Clark and an entourage of people kind of walking towards the escalator. And by this point, I, th- I guess it was post-stroke for Dick Clark, but I got a chance to say hi and just shake his hand really fast. And wow. that was so cool because, I, you know, as a broadcaster and as a total like TV American bandstand geek, <laughs> all growing yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just adored him. And so that was a really cool moment and just really fast and not anything dramatic. But for me, it meant something. And I think those are the, the moments I always like remember and particularly one that happened around the ACMs. The ACM memory that I have from last year is the fact that Kurt and I got stuck in Vegas because our plane, our flight was canceled. Uh, and uh. so we were stuck in Vegas for like eight extra hours and I slept on a park bench and I thought, oh my gosh, this is what my life has come to. I'm literally uh, I went in to, uh, Hotel Madame California. Went to the wax Museum. <laughs> we had a lot of time on our hands. We were stuck. It was Hotel California Vegas style for sure. I love it. And speaking of uh, drinking a little bit, I remember one year I got to sit next to Lon Hilton. You know, Lon Hilton who hosts the uh, Country Countdown USA. Not to brag. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was me and Lon. And I just, because I also adore him, he's a great guy, industry leader, and um, does so much good. I just kept bringing him beers because he was, (laughs) I was like, can I get anything for you? He's like, maybe a beer. And then... The whole night. He, I didn't even ask if he wanted one. I just kept bringing him because it's Lon Helton. I'm gonna That's keep... a good beer, buddy. Yes, <laughs> Cody. I'm a good wingman for Lon Helton. <laughs> and I bet uh, anyway, he has good stories, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, he told some great ones that night. Um, ACMs, Wednesday. Enjoy the show. Thanks for the the podcast. Here's me. This has been Cody Cast. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Cody is heard on hundreds of radio stations across America and seen on CMT Hot 20 Countdown every weekend. For more, go to cmtcody.com.